hit me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Clips, the original comedy soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And here's your host from up the coast, practically unknown outside of comedy soundcasting, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Sainer. Saluto, that's just me, Tyson Saner. I am your every other week host for this fifth season of Suckatash, now in its tenth year. Because this is episode 251, that means last week's episode, hosted by show creator Mark Hershon, was episode 250, which is also quite the milestone. That episode, which you can still find on your favorite soundcast streaming and or acquiring service, or at our home site, www.suckatashshow.com, featured a quartet of clips. Three from the soundcasts, Bummer Boys... The Celebrity Memoir Book Club, and Odd Dad Out, which had not been featured on Succotash before, and one from old friends and supporters of Succotash over the last decade, the gang over at the Salty Language Podcast. All that listening goodness is available to you should you wish to listen to it sometime in the future. This week I've got three clips for you from the Soundcast's Worst Movies Ever Played, Thought Spiral, and Bob Saget's Here For You. There's also a Henderson's Pants ad in store for you somewhere in this program. If you've been listening for a while, you probably know more or less exactly where in this episode to expect to hear that. It's all in the future at this point, so let's move forward, shall we? Our first clip of the program is from Worst Movies Ever Played, from Starburns Audio. Its description says, Worst Movies Ever Played is a new actual play podcast where three comedians improvise hilariously bad VHS movies, the kind you'd find scavenging through the dumpster behind a blockbuster video. Hosts Patrick Baker from Regular Show, Brent Butler from Norm MacDonald Live, and Jeffrey Golden from Wet Hot American Summer RPG, I didn't know there was a Wet Hot American Summer role-playing game, produce cheesy movies on the fly using the straight-to-VHS role-playing game. They play every role and narrate the action, while Hollywood sound designer Adam Baker of The Invisible Man provides the music and sound effects. Season 1, Packs in the Schlock. A man's brain being transplanted into Air Force One, a small-town cop solving mysteries with a talking owl, teens using satanic magic to make self-driving cars, and a low-budget sci-fi flick called Space Squad that's legally distinct from another unnamed popular space movie franchise. No lights, no cameras, but ten episodes of action. Also, plenty of dice rolling, bizarre characters, and mind-numbing plot twists, all without rental fees. So the clip I've chosen is from March 30th, 2021 from a, an episode entitled Stop or My Owl Will Shoot, Part 1. Its description says, In Stop or My Owl Will Shoot, Hoot is only two feet tall, but this owl wasn't born yesterday. In fact, he used to be human until he was brutally murdered in these very woods. Now, with the help of a bumbling sheriff, a magical tree spirit, and a pistol in a plastic grocery bag, Hoot's on a mission to avenge his death and also save the forest and stuff. At the table, Patrick figures out a novel solution for an owl to carry weapons. Additionally, it says, Worst Movies Ever Played is an actual play comedy RPG podcast where the hosts create bad VHS movies, and then it says the films are made using only the power of imagination, a few pencils and dice, and a very expensive Hollywood sound designer. <laughs> well, and it is quite entertaining. Now, I chose this clip because it seems to be the best way to get across what to expect from a soundcast. 
In a world where the 80s ended before all the terrible movies were made, three brave role-playing gamers will do whatever it takes to make the worst movies possible. But for budgetary reasons, the movies are only in audio. These are the worst movies ever played. Hey everybody, welcome to Worst Movies Ever Played. I'm your director Patrick. I'm Jeffrey. I'm Brent. We are making terrible B-movies using a role-playing game called Straight to VHS. And today's B-movie... Stop or my owl will shoot. It has a little bit of a natural theme to it. For those of you that like like greenery, like the great outdoors, you're really going to like what we've got going on here. And so if you wanted to download the game yourself, you can go to Lost Cat Games and download it. It's right there. Tell me what characters you guys are playing today. I'll be playing as a small town sheriff, a Vernon Vernie Verner, who's a bit of a coward and uh, really loves to cook chili. He's got a big chili thing. And uh, he, yeah, he's the one sheriff in this small town. And Brent, what do we got from you? I'm playing Hoot, a talking owl. Perfect. Oh, I'm sorry, did you want more information? I thought I was crystal clear when I said I'm going to be playing Hoot, a talking owl. And so now that we have all that set up, we are going to go all the way back to 1985 in Oregon. We are very, very close to a national forest, and if you zoom in through the deep, dark woods with trees whizzing by you, you're rustling a little bit of pine as you do, you hear crickets, and we stop on a man named Randall, dressed like a lumberjack. And he is right in front of an Oregon white oak, and he is about to chop this thing down. And as he's going for it, we see Randall chop, chop, chop with his axe and then a shadow comes over his shoulder what are you doing to my tree and then there's a slashing noise then before randall knows it he is out the figure is gone there's a roar of a motor and then he's out it looks like it's over things fade to black then a big blue light flashes in front of the screen and we see a sort of nymph-like fairy creature is this like 80s overly sexed nymph or like a childlike nymph? She is overly sexed, but also glowing blue light. It's adult Tinkerbell is what we're dealing with. And so she puts her hand on the wound and light heals it and then Randall's fine. She goes, Now your job is to protect these woods for as long as you live. Go forth and I shall aid you in your journey. I'll see you around the woods. And she flutters away. And then as Randall picks up his hands, he realizes they aren't hands at all. What in the goddamn motherfuck is this bullshit? Fast forward a month later. We are in the sheriff's office of a town called Little Lichtenstein. Little Lichtenstein is not really a town. It's more of a gateway to the national forest that is nearby and naturally this place has a sheriff's office where nothing much happens it's a one-room cabin just on the outskirts of the woods and as we go into that cabin our sheriff verney is behind the desk and the deputy is not behind the desk verney you realize that it's the end of the day and the deputy hasn't reported to work yet this is very unlike deputy dillbender he's usually very punctual Oh, what is this? Uh, deputy uh, skip town? Deputy uh, that's homesick? Usually he'd call in even if he's sick. So I, I, I don't know what this is all about. This is new and, and strange to me. 
Once the sheriff is done talking to himself, he picks up the phone and he calls Deputy Dillbender's house. Let's see, it's ringing. It's ringing. Pierce did not be home. The sun goes down as you're waiting for the phone to pick up. You know, I've tied up the one phone line for a long time. I guess somebody could have been calling for help, but uh, this is this is important police business. There is a slam at the window, and then there's another slam at the window. <laughs> there's an owl slamming himself against the window. Uh, oh, God. It's a killer owl. I, I didn't think we had him in these parts. A killer owl. I, I better get my broom. This owl is our friend Hoot. But he, but Vernie doesn't know that. No. <laughs> no. Vernie doesn't know that. Vernie goes to grab, is there like a broom? Uh, yeah, there's a broom in the room. Yeah, Vernie goes to grab the broom. You can follow the people on Twitter. Uh, Patrick Baker is at It's Patrick Baker. That's capital I-T-S, capital P-A-T-R-I-C-K, capital B-A-K-E-R. Jeffrey Golden is at capital G-E-O-F-F-R-E-Y, capital G-O-L-D-E-N. And Brent L. Butler is at Brent L. Butler, capital B-R-E-N-T, capital L, capital B-U-T-L-E-R. So apparently Straight to VHS is a product of Lost Cat Games. So you can go to lostcatgames.com or you can Google Straight to VHS and uh, find the game for yourself, I guess. You can also go to starburns.audio forward slash podcasts forward slash worst hyphen movies hyphen ever hyphen played to find the show. Next up, Thought Spiral from Andy Kindler and J. Elvis Weinstein. Its description says, Comedians Andy Kindler from Bob's Burgers and Marin and J. Elvis Weinstein from MST3K and Freaks and Geeks convene weekly to solve the problems of the world but usually end up talking about comedy and various forms of anxiety. Produced by Alex Brazell of Showbiz Studios. I do hope I am pronouncing your name correctly. So, Thought Spiral was actually clipped back for episode 184, Delivering the Xmas Clips, and posted way back on December 22, 2018. The clip in question was taken from the episode known as Test Show number 64. This show's clip is from April 12, 2021, and it's called Test Show number 204. Uh, in which the description says Andy's famous shirt, Josh stops hovering, Andy gets some road work in, Josh finally getting a real shot in the arm, shot in the arm is in all caps, Clyde takes a leap, listener questions, and much more spiraling. I chose this clip because I really feel it captures the essence of the listening experience. Are you adding two emoticons to the end of every one of your... Uh things now like the kids do <laughs> i do the the, uh, the wide open laughing with the tears shooting out the side <laughs> you, you know that's what's going to happen is how do you up the ante you're you're crying laughing then what do you what's what's next josh they'll blow up soon i mean uh it'll laugh it'll be it'll be bing bang <laughs> oh oh I'm very happy with that, Josh. Please include it because it came out very spontaneous. Please include that in your bumper segments. Okay, sure. No, you're just saying that because you're trying to make me feel good. Because you know what, Josh? I think I'm. I just really think I'm stupid. Why don't you just tell me it's true? I'm a stupid person. Just say it. Say, Andy Kinley, you're a stupid, stupid man. Well, you know, I've spent years trying to talk you out of that. Uh huh. 
I think now it's time I got to take a different tack. You're okay. a dumb fuck. You are a dumb, <gasps> oh, dumb her. fuck. Uh, oh, hurts, hurts, hurts. Reach rock, I reach rock bottom. Bottom bounce off the bottom. Now I'm back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that better? Hello. <laughs> no, it is better. It's, you know. Why do I have an annoying voice? Why do I have an annoying vibe? Why did I think that this would take off? The guy who is, has an annoying timbre to his voice. When did I think that was going to be big? Who can't stop talking about his Jewishness? He left the Jewish religion after his bar mitzvah, but acts as if he has a whole, he's got a Bud Anderson collection of Seder jokes. <laughs> he's got a Talmud's worth of them. Yes. Well, I'm very proud of myself. It's not past the, it's not uh, 22 minutes before, after the hour here. Uh, coming up, we're still giving away those Aerosmith tickets from Andy's act back in 2004. <laughs> coming up in the next hour, Andy's still going to be making jokes about uh, the original Survivor. Check it out. <laughs> it is Brian Williams chunk. His Brian Williams chunk. Hot off the presses with his Brian Williams lying story. It was like a big, it was like a little, it was like a pre-taped little sketch piece. Okay, so what they're doing is, is they're trying to combine the hilarity of his, the fact that he was the Johnny Carson of Fox News. Right. Now they're, make, they're making it official now. Now they're making it official, but they want to combine some of the hilarious stuff he did on his show, but now he's, now he's on the, the big line. All, before- all the funny of right-wing comedy combined with the magic spark of Jay Leno's 10 o'clock version. <laughs> As dry, and, and dry, not like dry wit, but just as like cardboard somehow. This kind of comedy is. Is it? Is it? How is it? Have they upped their production values? Uh, I don't know what they were, so I don't know. Horrible. They've always been horrible. Yeah, it's it seems to be mirroring uh, the old uh, politically incorrect shape. Yes, I see. Yeah, semicircle of jackasses <laughs> and him at the apex of jackassery. And then there's that one guy who I actually like his comedy. I'm blocking his name now, but I can't take now. I can't take it anymore. I unfollowed all those guys, even if I thought they were funny, occasionally funny comedians. Not all of them. I mean, I love Joe DeVito, but he doesn't. He's not on that show. I mean, who knows what people do? Hmm. Hello? Huh? What happened? Huh? Nothing. Oh, because it sounds to me. Are we, are we here? Oh, no, no, it sounds to me like you, you fell into an old bit. Ah. <laughs> zingy zangy, zongy zaggy, zingy zangy zoy. Remember that show on the man show? Didn't they used to do a higgy hig? Remember how funny that show was? The boys would go, a ziggy sugi, shaga laga, shinka shaka shoo. Again, not really. <laughs> that was a popular show amongst I know, but, idiots. But, amongst right. idiots. Amongst people who hated I'm, women. I'm more of the kind of guy who like sees something goes this isn't for me and then doesn't return to it but that's then how do you have the pleasure of uh what is it albandigas no it's not it's uh uh sack sack no brundisberg when you have when you feel delight at somebody else's no i know the word and i know exactly cattily wampus it's okay i got i do really have it this time it's uh, Stockholm Syndrome. It's God. I can't get it now because I know it and it's easy. Uh, and now I can't remember even the topic. Uh, all right. 
Brindamaya. <laughs> no, it's like Wuftwassen. It's Wuft. It's love Luftwaffe. Yeah. It's. It's not. Cindy, it's I, not. I know. It's like it's Cindy. Syndication. Cindy. Oh, you're feeling so syndication. <laughs> That's closer. A little bit. Is it, is it? Try to get. Give me some clues. All right. Uh, the father of modern psychiatry. It's for Sean Freud. Sean and Freud. Everybody's feeling Sean Freud now. How could I forget that word? I don't know. So you can reach out to the show on Twitter at thought underscore spiral. That is all lowercase T-H-O-U-G-H-T underscore S-P-I-R-A-L. Andy Kindler is on Twitter at capital A-N-D-Y, capital K-I-N-D-L-E-R. And J. Elvis, or Jelvis Weinstein, can be reached at J. Elvis Weinstein, capital J, capital E-L-V-I-S, capital W-E-I-N-S-T-E-I-N. And you can go to Thought Spiral, T-H-O-U-G-T-S-P-I-R-A-L dot Libsyn dot com, L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here with some awesome news from the good folk at Henderson's Pants. They are finally all aboard the recycling bandwagon. That's right. You know, it took a while, but all of your cards, letters, and court injunctions finally caught the attention of old man Henderson, and he's vowed to give up his resource-gobbling habit the same way he puts on his new Henderson scavenger slacks. One leg at a time. The material for these new dress pants is as varied as there are days in a year. That's because Henderson's dumpster diving legions are out there right now, rag-picking every scrap of discarded cloth they can find, whether it's denim, corduroys, burlap, hemp, cotton, twill, or even in some cases, aluminum foil. They're popping it into their collection sacks and scurrying back to Henderson's main factory in Lenexa, Kansas. Once their Henderson's Pantscateers work their magic and combine all that cloth into pairs and pairs of trousery wonder. Uh, I'm sorry, Pairs and Pairs of Trouser Wondery. That's better. Originally designed for middle-aged court jesters, professional golfers, and your Uncle Ned. Henderson scavenger slacks are going to be all the rage if the company can ever afford to once again gas up their fleet of delivery trucks. That's Henderson's makers of buckled swashes and jerkin' gherkins since 1347. And now back to Succotash. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. Finally tonight, Bob Saget's Here For You from Studio 71. Its description says, Bob Saget's Here For You is a podcast that is like no other because it goes inside Bob Saget's mind and then quickly filters out through his mouth. Bob has a way of calming people with genuine empathy and humor while they're going through a difficult time, which we all are at present, reaching his unusually diverse audience that he talks to as a friend Bob is the dad with great advice, the irreverent funny guy who's always there when you need a laugh, and the free associate of Bob who goes off on crazy tangents then returns to the subject at hand, as serious or comedic as it may be, to wrap up each episode in a way only Bob can do, because he really does believe, quote, he's here for you, unquote. So the clip I've chosen is from an episode from March 29th, 2021, in which his guest is Bob Newhart. And the episode is literally called Bob Newhart Looks Back at His Career, colon, Stand Up, The Bob Newhart Show, Catch-22, and When He Knew Elf Would Be a Hit. 
Further description says, from his early comedy records to the Bob Newhart Show, from your favorite Papa Elf to the winner of Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series for his work on CBS's The Big Bang Theory, Bob Newhart is here, and he's got some hilarious stories to tell. Stories like the time he tried to have a tank kill him off in a movie, and how he was set up with his wife by Buddy Hackett. I was, <laughs> boy, I've been, I, I stayed up last night. I know everything about you, but not everything. And then you not look everything. up. No, not No, that's good that I don't. Um, no. <laughs> but it was so interesting to, to see your journey. And, you know, at the height of success with uh, the Bob Newhart show, how that was probably the time where you were the most uh, annoyed at your time slot because you had such a, a beautiful gift of a time slot. You had been so successful for the network and then they started to move you around a little bit. And I, yeah, yeah. I watched- they, like in the sixth, we went on in 72, the Bob Newhart show right. went on in 72. And so this would have been about 77. The show had not, CBS, the time slot on CBS on Monday night at nine o'clock had not been a hit. We made it a hit, nine o'clock. So they started switching things around and they'd introduce new shows and they'd move us to like 8.30 or, or 9.30. And I thought it was kind of, Unfair, which had been very good to them and very good to me, by right. the way, also. Uh, you know, they, I thought they were just being very cavalier about the way they were treating, they were treating our show, um, and and so I was about to, um, the show went on in eighty two, this would have been around eighty eight, right, uh, and and so I I would have. Um, it lasted till nineteen ninety, right. Yeah, it, it ran eight years. The Bob Newhart show ran six, and the and the Newhart ran eight. So it fourteen altogether. Yeah. So amazing! That's just unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. And then Bob ran for two years, I believe, or, or was it uh, like a year and a half? Year and a half, two years. Yeah, I love Bob that was... show. I just, there, there should be a, a law in broadcasting that you'd never remove Bob Newhart. <laughs> I mean, you chose to leave um, the Bob Newhart show, correct? I did. Yes, I did. Um, How do you do that with something that's that changed television? And Mary Tyler Moore show was there first, and then MTM came to you, right? Yeah, I, I was doing stand up. This was I had been doing stand up for about twelve years, from like nineteen sixty to 72 and then the Bob Newhart show was in was in 72 and it uh, I, I I just felt we were I always wanted to go off a, a year too early rather than a year too late and I'm sure you know you know being in television is I've seen shows that lasted a year too long and it and it took a lot of the 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 charm of the show uh, was kind of gone. And I, I didn't want that to happen to the Bob Newhart show. So I, uh, I elected to, to end it at the end of, uh, at the end of six years. That's amazing because you could have gone pretty much as long as you wanted with that show, I would imagine. Right. 
I, I keep telling myself that. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was, um, that was pretty stupid is what you're saying, Bob. Nope. Nope. But in today's world, like the cast of friends had to be coerced into doing their ninth year, you know, and then they realized at a, at a million, a million each. Yeah. Exactly. So that's, that to me is like not that hard a decision, but they, <laughs> I guess they felt they'd exhausted it, but it's, you know, not even knowing I was going to be a stand-up. I'm 14, 15 years old. Um, it's, I, I'm trying to think what year it was. It was right at the beginning of uh, the Bob Newhart show. And I snuck in uh, to your audience because you had to be 16. And I watched it being shot at CBS Radford. And I came a couple times to watch you do the show. And I was so in love with the show and just I was a kid I didn't think I'd be doing this for a living and I guess it was 1974 uh, or or three I went a couple years to yeah it. It would, yeah it would have been 74 yeah and I was and you were Dr. Bob Hartley and Suzanne Plachette it was amazing I know she was one of your best friends in your whole life oh yeah 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 she was she was marvelous Susie was marvelous yeah and Bill Daly and Peter Bonners, right? Peter Bonners. And I had been with Peter in the, in Catch-22. I'm just reading the the book on Mike Nichols. I'm just reading the book of, about uh, about Mike. And he has a chapter in there about uh, Catch-22. Um, and, and Marsha Wallace. And, and Marsha um, Wallace was a doll. She was on Full House once. I, I knew Marsha. She was. Oh, was Angel. she? Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. This is a terrific episode if you were ever a fan of Bob Newhart or currently are. Um, the show does not have its own Twitter account. However, Bob Newhart does. And he is at capital B-O-B, capital N-E-W-H-A-R-T. And Bob Saget is all lowercase B-O-B-S-A-G-E-T. And, of course, you can go to bobsaget.com to find him. Once again, B-O-B-S-A-G-E-T.com. And now we've reached the end of the show once more. I do hope you enjoyed the selection of clips that I had selected for you. These bite-sized shows are admittedly somewhat easier to put together than the longer ones used to be. Sort of makes sense, doesn't it? Hmm. I do enjoy listening to Soundcast still. And if it weren't for this show, I would listen to far less uh, of a variety of shows. I might be less adventurous in what I listen to, or I might just stick to a few that I listen to all the time and call it good. Even the ones that I take the time to listen to on a regular basis are apt to disappear over time, it seems. I have definitely had the experience of having a show I enjoy cease production either by choice or because of necessity, sometimes death. It's interesting that so much time has passed in soundcasting that there are shows that have outlived a few notable television series like Happy Days, MASH. Okay, maybe not Gunsmoke. That show had like 20 seasons. At the rate we make seasons, Numero Bente would happen in about 40 years from now. And I'm not certain about the math on that one, but it sounds good as I write this. And I did originally want to say 50 years, but that seemed a bit hyperbolic. Anyway, thank you for listening. Please take a moment to rate and review us if you could. It would really help us out a great deal with the algorithms and whatnot. And please share us with people by telling them about us. 
For months now, I've seen people on Twitter literally asking if anyone had heard any good podcasts lately. And even though I've taken the time to answer the question by steering them towards our show, it'd make all the difference in the world if you were to do that as well. If you are on Twitter or any other social media platform where people are making that request of anyone within sight of their texts. Sharing is caring, and it's what we mean when we ask you to please pass the succotash. You've been listening to Succotash Clips, the comedy soundcast soundcast with your host, Tyson Saner. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Donder, on Blitzen, on iHeartRadio, and on... <laughs> a laughable app. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at TysonSaner at SuccotashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash hotline at our toll or call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us by using our direct upload link at itail.com slash you slash Succotash. Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, hosted by Tyson Saner. Our executive producer is Mark Hershon. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Succotash. Goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production. <laughs>